I don't accurately have the words to describe what I just did before I came down here and hit the record button on this podcast. Was it on the toilet? No, it wasn't. Uh, so I'm put, I put Ben down for bed and I walk out. Okay. And I'm, I'm five minutes late, right? So I'm running, I'm running just five minutes behind. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm thirsty. Let me just go grab a drink of water and then I'll go downstairs. And then I open yeah. the cabinet and instead of water, I just grabbed a rocks glass, put some rocks in and now I'm drinking whiskey. Um, and I <laughs> like the, the glass I picked made the conscious decision for me is that this is actually what I'm going to be drinking instead of, <laughs> instead of like, I, I could have gone in and grabbed a water cup and just had a water cup. And that would have been that, but I didn't. Yeah. I just, I grabbed the rock glass and said, Oh, well, I guess I'm drinking whiskey tonight. And that's, uh, this now. is the kind of night it is. What kind of whiskey is it? Uh, Detroit city reserve bourbon. Wow. So, it is. Uh, I don't think I've ever had that. I just opened it. Um, I so it's newer, um, and I know it because for Christmas I got the first bottle of the first batch they ever brewed. Wow. Yeah, it was. I I think I don't know if I got it like on purpose. If the person because it was one of Katie's cousins that got it for me for like Secret Santa. Uh yeah. And I don't know if I got it like. Hey, you're supposed to have gotten the first bottle of the first batch, but it's literally on the back. It says this is bottle one of batch one. And I was like, that's wow. nuts. Um, Do you open that one? No, nope. That is sitting oh, in, that's sitting in the window above the bar. Uh, but for Father's Day, I went and got my stepdad a bottle of the non-reserve. So they have two bourbons there. They have a reserve, which is uh, lighter, uh, more like Basil Hayden's, which I love. Uh, and then they have a darker one uh, that's more smoky. So I got him the darker smoky one, and then this is the the lighter one. So, um, so I opened my new bottle, which is like batch fifty, bottle four hundred thirty eight, right. or something like that. Which is why it's so weird to me that I got one of one because that's right. wild. So, so this this batch is not as impressive. No, clearly not. No, and I I've gone back and forth. People have like I'm, people I say my mom and Katie and like the four people that even care about this, uh, thing that I have going on. Um, I like the opinions have differed and I'm curious to hear your opinion. Would you ever open that one of one? It's tough. I, I have no idea. I have no, the opinions go back and forth. Like some on one hand, I could always keep the bottle and say, I drank one of one. Like this is cool. On the other hand, it's not as cool without the bourbon in it, right? Yeah, it's not. I think you just leave it. I think I have to. You got it right in the window where it's going to get all skunked up. That's ex- and it's the the sun's going to be right on it. It's not going to taste very good at all and <laughs> and that's how it's going to go. Now, let me make an assumption. Your brain just always wanted whiskey, whether you were getting a water glass or not. But if you had gotten that water glass, that would have been a tall tall glass of whiskey. <laughs> uh, that's a I don't know. I walked out and said, Oh, I should grab a glass of water. Um, because I'm on, I'm, there's a trend on TikTok of people that there's the, the hydrated one in a relationship and a dehydrated one in the relationship. And I am notoriously the dehydrated one. Like I only drink water when my body's like, if you don't drink water, you might die now. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, so I, I've been trying to make a conscious effort to drink more water. Um, and look at you now. I mean, there's ice cubes in it. That counts, right? (laughs) It'll turn into water eventually. Eventually.
dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? I'm all right, Joe. I'm all right. Yeah? I... It's all right. All right. Not that everything deserves a story, but I'm going to give you a story anyway. <laughs> Katie and I really don't get sick in our house. I don't know why. Oh, okay. I, like, it's just not. I haven't taken a sick day off work in probably four years. Wow. Brag. Uh, sure. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know if it's like, oh, we don't get that sick. Oh, we don't like feel that sick when we do get sick. Right. Uh, but I have not felt good last, like, I don't know, a few Oof. hours. Oh, uh, no. It did. I'll probably wake up tomorrow and be fine. It's probably like, oh, I didn't sleep much or sleep enough last night. And then I didn't, you know, and then I drank coffee today and powered right through. Uh, but it always like I get sick so infrequently when I don't feel good. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that that doesn't feel good. I, that's right. What are you feeling? What symptoms you got? I got a little tummy ache. I'm not going to lie. I got a little tummy ache. OK. Uh, and just like general lethargic. Right. Is it the, is it the vid again? It's not the vid. Not the vid. Not the vid. My symptoms for the vid are very different. Okay. Because okay. I've had it twice, so it's <laughs> unfortunately I know what it feels like. Right. Um, well that sucks. Yeah. I'll probably bounce back tomorrow and be all right. I'm just, you know, one of those things. Yeah. Well, hope How you feel better. Thank you. How about you? How's your new headset? You got hooked up. No. It's weird because I can hear myself, but barely. Did you do it on purpose? Did you set up the monitor? Like, so now I have a very, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to brag again because I love to do it and I'm going to always brag, but I have a very, I have a fruit fly flying around me and I'm trying I to like swat it, it away. As it's, <laughs> um, I have a, a you like a, a studio headset that I bought that has to go into like a USB thing for my mic. Yeah. Um, And I have a button that you push that's called direct monitor oh, yeah, so i yeah. can push it so i can hear myself or not i don't because i hate listening to my voice and would right. never put myself through that but you, i could if i felt so inclined yeah no i uh this is just a much nicer headset that our friend david gave me um i've been i usually use earbuds when we record just to listen to you mm -hmm. um but but i said i want to hear you perfectly isn't it nice without i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> my my voice is very muffled so i like took one ear out earlier and i might i might stick with that because now it sounds normal we gotta get joe we gotta get you a tech guy i think that's the problem we You're just my tech guy yeah but you live like an hour away that's the problem yeah. i'd come over and this get you all set up i'd put your lights the right way and get your mic all set up the right way and everything but uh you live too far away. I got to do it remotely. It's like when your internet was running at like half a megabit a second. <laughs> Man, I took care of that. Finally. Finally. Um, yeah, so I got this. David also gave me a new mic, but I haven't put it up yet. Ooh. Maybe, maybe next week. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's big and red. It's That's, beautiful. I, th I thought so. I think I know what it is. It's like mm -hmm. a HyperX something or other, right? No, it's a uh, Yeti. Oh, is it a Yeti? Yeah. Yeah, these are good mics. They're good mics. 
There you go. Um, so you so, yeah. those dulcet, to- dulcet tones a little bit better next week, huh? That's right. Exactly. Kayla will finally yeah. get her own mic when we interview her. Probably not because they're both USB mics and this computer only has one USB port. <laughs> it always comes back to the laptop. <laughs> we upgrade everything uh, around it except for the one thing that's causing the issues. Right. Exactly. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Joe, I got a, I got a fun little little thump, something something for you. Uh, so yeah. remember we talked last week that we were going to take family pictures yesterday on Sunday. Uh, and yeah. I needed to grow my facial hair for it because if I didn't, it right. would just be a mess. Uh, those got canceled because it was like a thousand oh, degrees really? yesterday. So we got pushed like three weeks. So I didn't. Yeah, you. Yeah. So I grew the beard back, but at what cost, you know? Yeah. I mean, it looks great. Uh, I'm jealous that it grew that fast. Yeah, I'm happy. It's I'm happy it's back. It is. I have to get used to it again because it was a full yeah. month. Like it was a full month of being able to see my chin. Right. And now it's gone again. And now I'm like, did I always look like this? Is this, is this how I'm supposed <laughs> to look? I almost feel like I should go back to the mustache. Oh. Uh, but, or don't. Or don't. Well, An adult. we'll see. Um, so it was good. So Friday, what did we do Friday? Nothing. Nothing. Feels like nothing. Feels like nothing. That's Feels like good. we did nothing. Anyway, so that was Friday. Saturday morning, Ben uh, Ben went to soccer for the first time. Yeah, and it was okay. uh, it was okay. So he warmed up. He didn't like it at first, but he warmed up to it at the end. Um, but I think the main problem. So DCFC is our local like professional soccer program here in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and they they're putting on this youth camp basically. Um, and they're four week sessions, and you can sign up for uh multiple. So. Mm-hmm. They run them all the way, I think, until like mid late January. There's like four sessions, four four week sessions. And I was gonna just sign up for all of them right away because they're limited spots. I was like, oh, I'll wait. But like, what if he does this first one and hates it and doesn't ever want to go back? Right? Then like, right. Um. So I we went there and we picked the nine a.m. on Saturday, which I thought to myself would be like a fairly popular like young kids time. Like nine right. nine o'clock is is well into the morning for young kids. Um, and they didn't have enough people. So they had three age groups. It was two to three, four to five, six to seven, I think. Yeah. And they didn't have enough people to fill all three groups. So they just mushed all three into one. So you Mm. had, there was one kid that was like six, six and a half. And then you had Ben who was, you know, who doesn't even turn two for another three weeks. So there was a little bit of like, these kids are really good and they know what they're doing. And the coaches also were like, let's do a drill. Like put your one foot up on the ball and put your arms out. Well, Ben can barely put his foot up on top of a ball (laughs) because he's not that big yet. Right. So on that, he wasn't super into it. And like they had them all like circle up and say what their favorite animals were and kind of like get used to each other. Well, when Ben is still a little young, doesn't quite like getting into groups with other kids right away and adults and things like that. So Took them a minute to warm up, but then after that, they got into like running drills. Drills is not yeah. the right word. They played red light, green light. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite soccer drill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he got really, really into that. Like when he saw the kids running in a big group and then stopping and then yeah. running, he was like, oh, that looks really fun. And then he ran out. Uh, and after that, he was totally fine. He like did a bunch of stuff. They kicked over cones and set cones back up and 
um had all that fun stuff not quite obviously not quite good enough to dribble a soccer ball yet like he's not even two but he does like to kick it once and then run into the goal so um (laughs) we'll get there just soccer ball and kid next and then just soccer ball no kid see that's exactly learning steps are simple uh (laughs) so we did he warmed up to it by the end um so it was fun he enjoyed that and then saturday afternoon we hung out which i'm sure we're going to talk about yeah um so we got to have a really good time at kevin's pool party and and have our kids swim around and ben decided that he wanted to just you know go up and down the same ladder that cora needed to go up and down at the same time and it was a (laughs) two-year-old standoff like you've never seen before and um so that was most of the time was just having the two of them stand off on things um which was fun uh, so we did that and then um, went home, relaxed, started. Uh, and then Sunday, so yesterday, I went golfing yesterday morning. Um, and we were running on like a tight schedule because I was going golfing. And then mm-hmm. Katie had a hair appointment and then we had pictures. So he, I golfed at eight. Katie had her hair appointment at two. And then we had pictures at four. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. We got to, you know, right. get all this knocked out. Uh, I get home at like 1245 from golfing, like right on time. And then Katie gets a message from our photographer saying, hey, I did sessions all morning and it's only getting hotter. Can we move this uh, a few weeks when it's not, you know, we had like a heat advisory or something in effect, too. Yeah. I was like, can we move this when it's not a billion degrees outside? We're like, yes, please. Yes. Let's let us do that. And then we went for a walk later that day. I was like, if I had to stand out here for 30 minutes in a button down shirt, I would have. That might have been it. That might have been it for me. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, so, so it was nice. It freed up our afternoon. We just kind of hung out, relaxed, and then Katie and I started Sandman, and uh, and now here we are. Yeah, you like it? Do you like Sandman? We only watched first episode because Katie can mm-hmm. literally only make it till nine o'clock before she falls asleep. Um, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. I tried to listen to the audiobook of it, right? And it was very difficult to follow on audiobook. Uh, James McAvoy one? No, so the first one. The first one doesn't have James McAvoy in it. The second one, the part two, has all the actors and actresses, but I needed to listen to part one so I knew what was happening in part two, right? Gotcha. Uh, which, don't tell Jeffrey Bezos, but you also have the Sandman part one if you wanted to listen to it because you oh, have, nice. it's in that library. Um, it was. I was listening to it on my drive to Chicago, and because there's so many characters, like even in that first episode of the yeah. show, there's a lot of characters bouncing around. And I think it only yeah. gets worse. Like I, they showed like a preview of all the things. Um, also, I absolutely love Neil Gaiman. I, I think he is mm-hmm. probably a, you know, top of the list for favorite actors right up there. Top five. The dude loves just to not explain things. Yeah, he loves just letting things be what they are. Like, uh, I I just recently read a book by him called, um, uh, I almost said Neverwinter, but it's not Neverwinter. Um, I'll look it up. Anyway, it's about uh, the upside down of London. Uh, that book, mm. whatever that book is called. Uh, yeah, you just no, no. Oh. You're gonna make me look it up now. Don't worry about it. You're right. Stardust. Nope. Neverwhere. 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 That makes more sense. It's called Neverwhere. It's about the upside down of London. Um, and he just doesn't explain like 
why it's there, where it is, what the point of it is, all this stuff. It has like old knights and mm-hmm. like it's set in modern day London. And then underneath there's like knights and squires and like old school people. And it just doesn't explain anything. Yeah. Cause that's his style. So, um, the book of Sandman suffers from the same thing. Like I saw an interview after this. They're like, what's the dream's actual powers? Neil Gaiman's response. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it makes it hard to follow this book because there's a lot of characters and a lot of just like, trust me and, and we'll get there kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I bounced off the, the book. So I'm hoping watching some of the show will let me get back into the book, which I know is kind of silly to say, but, uh, at least yeah. if I get like a base understanding of what's going on, I can go back to the book and listen to them. Yeah. I, uh, I always wondered how they did the audio because the Sandman's, Sandman's like, Mm -hmm. it it does not i don't want to say oh if i listen to this i could tell it was a comic book but it doesn't flow very well does that make sense like yeah it jumps because that's what comic books do they jump from panel to panel to panel right the audio of that is pretty choppy Mm-hmm. And the show does a really good job. And this is just first episode. I've only seen the first episode. I'm not spoiling yeah. anything or anything. Um, the show does a very good job of blending those choppy moments together. Right. Like suddenly someone's older. Suddenly someone's younger. Sudden, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. They do a really good job in the book. You just have to like understand that somebody's older now. Right. Because mm-hmm. the audio doesn't. If it was a novel, he would explain and time passed, right? They don't right. it doesn't do that in a comic book. And so maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's why I bounce off it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. Maybe I'll have to give it a listen. Uh, you have I like it. this show so far. How many did you guys watch any more last night? Uh we just watched two episodes. Okay. It's all right. It's not bad. I like the idea of it. It's I was a little upset I bounced off the book because it's almost directly exactly what I like out of fictional novels, right? Like, like the Da Vinci Code is one of my favorite books, even though I know it's pretty wild. <laughs> and right, uh, but I read it when I was in like fifth grade. For yeah. I, like, it was the first time I like took a bite out of a real, I'd say, adult novel. Uh, mm. And I the whole secrecy and symbolism, you know, symbolism and everything like that just captures me. And that's, uh, like, Neil, that's probably why Neil Gaiman does. There is one of my top five authors because he does such a good job with that stuff. Right. Yeah, totally. So it's neat. I like it. Mm-hmm. So that was my weekend and a nice long detour about Neil Gaiman. So, uh, <laughs> how about you, Joe? What was your, how was your weekend? Good weekend. Long, busy weekend. Um, Friday. What did we do Friday? I went and um, got a Friday. I feel like it was so long ago. It was just such a busy weekend. Um, Friday, we didn't do much. We just sat at home and uh, watched TV. And I had early nights, Friday night and Saturday night. Like I was in bed, I think, by 1030. Look at you. Um. But yeah, it was just a chill night, Friday night. Had some drinks, watched some TV shows, like just uh, 
chilled out after the kids went to sleep. And then Saturday, um, got up and uh, had the morning with the kids. And then, yeah, we packed up and left for Kevin's pool party at like 1.30, 1.45. So that way we could make it over there. Mm-hmm. Got there, and that was a blast. Uh, it was a really good time. Like you said, Ben and Cora had some, like, standoffs. Some, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, dogs yelling at each other in their territory. Yeah, it was so... Mostly Cora. <laughs> no, it wasn't just Cora, that's for sure. Uh, it's not like Ben didn't go over there on purpose because he saw Cora over there, right? Like, right. Uh, it was... this was probably the f- not the first time because you were just over here a few weeks ago but i we were downstairs playing dnd i didn't really watch right. them interact this is probably the first time they're both kind of grown up grown up enough to like interact and be like i want to do this you want yeah. to do right and it was just interesting interesting to see how they yeah and uh cora just literally stayed in the pool all day she got out to eat every once in a while and then just stayed in the pool mm-hmm. we didn't leave until like 8 30 that night dang yeah yeah you left i think a couple hours before then yeah right about 6 30 yeah um cora just stayed in the pool for the rest of the time just swam around that's all that girl does i mean and we have a puddle jumper so we just let her be in there like we didn't need to be with her mm-hmm. she floated pretty well but then everybody played with cora and like pulled her around and sure um which is really nice see like kevin hung out with her and dragged her on the pool and luke and kyle it was pretty great um so we did that and uh grayson only had like two 15 minute naps that whole day so that was bonkers yeah um we got home saturday cora passed out in the car i put her right back in her bed and she just stayed asleep for like the whole night grayson decided it was like Really cool just to stay up till like 10 30. Uh, and then eventually he passed out, and we both were like, Yeah, we gotta go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's so late, and we're so tired. We had such a long day. Um, that and then Sunday, um, my buddy, uh, Drew, he has a very good friend named Matt who we've slowly integrated into not slowly, but we've integrated him into our friend circle. Mm-hmm. Matt texted me and drew and their other friend, Nick, and was like, Hey, this was earlier in the week. Hey, you want to go to a NASCAR race? And we were like, yeah, let's go. A so NASCAR Sunday, race. Yeah. So Sunday I went to MIS with them, uh, for a NASCAR race and Look at what an experience. Um, I don't think I need to go back. How far away is MIS from you? Yeah. Like 30 minutes. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It was very hot. Um, sat after we finally got to our seats, which was like seemed like two hours after we got there. Um, it was like an hour after we got there. If we got to our seats, we watched them for like 30 laps, and we were like, all right, we can leave. Like, I, yeah. I, there is. It's not for me. NASCAR is not for me. I've never once gotten into racing. And even like everyone says, oh, watch Drive to Survive. You'll get into F1. Uh, no, I'm good. I've watched F1 races. My dad was pretty into both NASCAR and F1 when I was growing up. And like, I, eh, it's not for me. Cars going yeah. in, a, cars going in a circle. Yeah, it was fine. We got some, uh, some beer on the way there, which was, you, you know, didn't. But what's cool about MIS is you can take coolers mm-hmm. into the stands with you. Yeah. 
So like we had just our cooler of beer with us, and you could take in snacks. So like that was pretty. That was pretty neat. That was neat. Um, yeah, but it was it was all right. And then came home Sunday night and just chilled out again and called it an early night. And it's kind of been recently early nights the last few nights, which is good. Cora's been doing pretty well, going to bed fairly early. So well, that's nice. Yeah, long weekend, busy. I know, weekend, busy. Here we are on a Tuesday again. Dad's going up on a Tuesday. Right. Uh, Joe, you want a little news? Hit me with it. All right. I got for you. Fresh, hot off the presses. Fresh from WalletHub.com. WalletHub.com. Yep. 2022's best and worst states to have a baby. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. So there's a big long thing here and methodologies of how they did this and blah, blah, blah. But that's not any fun. So I'm going to let you guess. What do you think the best state in the nation is to have a baby? Have a baby. Now, is this based on like money-wise? It is cost, healthcare, baby friendliness, and family friendliness are the four categories they rank. Cost, healthcare, baby friendliness, family friendliness. I'm going with... Maine. That's a that's not a bad guess. Maine's eleven. Ah, uh, Maine's eleven. That's not a bad guess though. And this is the best state that I'm shooting for, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead and get um, whatever you guess, I will I will read you the number. Okay. Um Vermont. That's very good. That's a number that's number two. Vermont's a number two state. Really? Yep. Okay. Um I don't this one. I don't think you would characteristically think as like, oh, that's the best state to have a baby. And like, it's. Okay. Give me one more, uh, one more guess. Kay. And then you tell me, um, I feel like I'm in the right area of the new mm-hmm. England. Connecticut. Good guess again, but Connecticut is actually. Sixth. Wow. Okay. But you're right there. It's Massachusetts. Ah, of course it is. See, and that's why, like, Massachusetts to me wouldn't wouldn't be like, hey, the number one family or you know best place to have a baby is Massachusetts, but it's number right. one in family friendliness, five in baby friendliness, second in healthcare, and thirty fourth in cost. So, wow. All right, let's guess the worst one. Okay, I'm ready. Florida. Wow, Florida's forty second, so not too far <laughs> off. Um. This is really easy and obvious. If you is it, is it New York? No, no, New York's a, New York's actually decently good. New York Texas. is twelfth. It's not Texas. You're overthinking it. Texas is thirty seventh. You're overthinking it. California. I said you're overthinking. California is uh, middle of the pack. Is it Ohio? <laughs> no, actually. Ohio outranks Michigan by one spot. Michigan's 32nd. Ohio's 31st. Come on now. All right. Who is it? It's Alabama. (laughs) I told you you were overthinking it. You knew that. Yeah, that makes sense. Worst up is Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, Louisiana, Georgia, Arkansas, West Virginia. So that whole. Yeah, that whole area. The whole area. The Bible Belt. That's what they call it. Uh, So now. 
Interesting. This is from a website called Wallet Hub, so I don't have the, you know, the sources, the sources or the credit <laughs> credibility. But I, I, right. you know, gut check, it felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I'd go with that. I am pretty upset that they ranked Michigan one below Ohio. That, yeah, that hurts pretty deeply. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. No. So, um, I got some news for you. Okay, hit me. Bluey comes out tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Yeah. That's nuts. That's tomorrow That's morning. What are we going to a whole new season of Bluey? Wow. Well, half a season. Half a season, yeah. That's 20 so some episodes. odd episodes, right? 26th? Yeah. Um, I know what I'm going to be doing for the next three days. I know it. I'm going to... So, normally in the morning when we wake up, we just turn on Disney Channel on because they play Bluey. Um, right. But I don't know if Disney Channel is going to have the new season like playing... Right. I wonder if I'm gonna have to no turn idea. on Disney Plus and do it. Probably. Wow, that Probably. is but this episode comes out the same day Bluey season three. It's like right. we timed it this way a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> exactly. Um I'm very excited. I'm gonna have to force Cora to watch it because she won't watch it willingly anymore. That is wild. She's just not a bluey girl anymore. She's not a bluey girl anymore, and it's disappointing. It really is. I um, hope I hope Ben doesn't grow out of it too soon. I will. The fatigue is wearing on him, though, because it's always like it's this and the Alice in Wonderland show are the only things on in the morning on Disney Channel. So this is what he watches Uh, and the fatigue is wearing on him. Like I could see he would rather probably watch Marvel Spidey. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, we'll see. Maybe the new season will re-energize him. We'll see. Maybe. I can't believe it. I can't wait. I I am ready. I have seen all two seasons of Bluey a billion and a half times. Yeah. As a parent, I am looking forward to new Bluey. Yeah. I might binge the first two seasons. Joe, don't do it. Why not? Don't do it. <laughs> For the love of God, don't do it. You've seen it a million times. You know what happens. I have. I have. We need, we really need to do a dad talks about Bluey. You know, it's been it's been some time since we've maybe with the new season. Let's we'll watch the new yeah. season. We can throw together a dad talk with it. I feel like All that's right. pretty good. Perfect. See, everybody's gonna be looking forward to that. I know they are. We're all bluey. <laughs> we're all bluey fanatics on this podcast. Everyone knows all of them. Yeah. Oh. Um. Cool. Well, Jared, let's do this thing. Let's do it, Joe. Let's hop right into it. What do you say? Let's let's do it. Um. So. My niece Bailey sent me a text message earlier in the week that I thought was very interesting. Um, and I sent it to you and I said, hey, how do you, how do you feel about this? And he, you said, I love it. And it is traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Kind of what are your expectations? How do you handle it? And things of that nature. And I was like, that's pretty interesting because my traveling for work, I think, has been different than your traveling for work. Um, so I am interested to to see how how you take some of these some of these questions because yeah it's going to be a little different than mine because you've traveled solo the last couple of times yeah for work yep. or every time I traveled for work was for like a big event of some sort so it was never like just by myself yeah basically ever since we've had Ben all of my work trips are have been. I mean, I went to an office and met with my coworkers, but like also at the end of the like after all that was done, I was in my hotel room at like seven o'clock. So, yeah. Yeah. So the first question I'm going to ask you, um, it doesn't apply to us right now because, you know, you and I are both salaried human beings. True. 
Um, but if you were not in a salary position, would you expect overtime for your travel? Yes, and actually, I can tell you from experience that you are you absolutely should book overtime because I traveled when I was an hourly intern for Thermo Fisher. Um, hmm. and it was out. It, well, they, I, this is a good thing because they paid. Uh, there was one time I traveled for a sales meeting and it, I was also on the marketing team. So I had to go early and set up. So I traveled yeah. on a Sunday plane rides or travel. Anytime you're not in your hotel room is, is hours that you're billing. Okay. I worked 80 hours in a week. I got a double paycheck in one Damn. week. Mm-hmm. But uh, does that include meals? Yes. Okay. No, sorry. Meals are paid. They were, it was all hotel paid for meals. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't have to, to expense anything because I didn't have a corporate credit card as an intern. They trust right. me with well, a lot, but they didn't trust me with that. Well, d- what I meant was, did your meals, like, were you clocked out for your meals? No. Oh, no, you just stayed. Yeah. Uh, it, the rule that Thermo Fisher used was if you were not in your hotel room, you were on the clock. Okay. okay. So the minute I, and I had to get out early and go set up. So that I left my hotel room at like six 30 in the morning and got home at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, got back in at like eight o'clock at night and the entire time I was on the clock. Nice. And plane, Very... plane rides are on the clock too. Nice. It's great. Um, last time. So one of the times I traveled, I was hourly, but it was pretty like, you know, Eight to like five. Okay. You know, it's pretty, pretty typical. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. So mine was pretty basic. I would have met, I was in a very unique situation because everyone else was salaried but me. Yeah. I was at Thermo Fisher was a unique work experience in general, but like I, everyone else was salary. So it didn't matter when they were in or out of a hotel room. You were, basically working the whole time which is a sham let me tell you that right now (laughs) knowing that i'm working 80 hours to go to a sales conference when going you know and only getting paid 40 it's a sham but that's what it is when you get salary uh but i everyone else was salaried so they just assumed that i would like help out and do all the things on salary time and then at the end of the week i showed my manager my time she goes yeah, I guess that makes sense. And just <laughs> that was all you could do. So, yeah, well, that's cool. Um, so the next question I have. So the reason why Bailey brought this up is she's been traveling a lot for work. She works for a uh, I'm not going to say the company, mm-hmm. but it is a retail store. Um, and she's been helping set up or remodel new stores or older stores as they remodel um, throughout Michigan. Right on. Um, no, not too far, but, you know, a couple hours drive at least. So she's been in hotels recently um, and, you know, trying to figure all this thing out. So know why she asked this first question, and it's a great question, which is what do you expect from your hotel? Or like, yeah, from your ho- hotel for your stay on a work trip? I think we're going to have different answers because I'm, spoiled and or bougie when it comes to work trips i've worked for big corporations for uh, actually up until this job all of my jobs have been big corporations um i guess that's not true when i first moved back to michigan it was a small analytics firm but um besides that and 
with that, they've all they all have tr- like partnerships with hotel chains. Okay. Um, so I have been able to choose basically my whole career. I stay at Marriott's and I fly Delta because that's where I've always had my rewards point through, and every single big company I've worked with has a connection with them. So I I just will book it through their travel website, and I'll stay at Del- or I'll fly Delta, and I'll book through uh, Marriott. Now I will have to travel with this company I currently work for, and they're a smaller company, and I doubt it will yeah. be as uh like hey, just fold it into the company card kind of thing as my last few companies right. were. Um, I remember there was one time I was going to, so I traveled Chicago, my last job and my manager, I was like, yeah, I'm going to drive down. He goes, Oh, you're not going to fly. Like, it's like three hours from me. Like I, he goes, I mean, you could fly. And I really did think (laughs) about it. Uh, one very bad for the environment and two, the airlines are an absolute mess right now. So I don't even know if I would have gotten on a flight in any sort of time, but uh, it's wild how lackadaisical some of these big corporations can be about travel. Um, right. So that's, I would say I expect, I'm not going to put like a star on it because I've also stayed in Wichita, Kansas quite a bit and there are right. no stars on hotels down there. You just kind of hope <laughs> for the best. Uh, but I expect a Marriott and a Delta level of hotel when I, when I travel. Okay. And, and so- fly. So Bailey's experience was not great at her last, the last place that she went to. Um, the hotel was very, very sketch. Um, I think that there was like leaking water, mm-hmm. like leaking, you know, ceilings and um, fire alarms going off. Like it just was not a good experience. So she messaged me and Kayla and our other nieces and was like, should I ask my district manager if I can change? And we were like, absolutely. And she did. She was able to switch to a new hotel the next night, which was very cool. Um, for me, it's like, eh, I, whatever, you're putting me up in a hotel. Like, if it's a decent Holiday Inn or better, like, I'm pretty good. Like, fair. I'm not going to be, like, there that often anyway. That's fair. I'm just there to sleep and watch Ghost Adventures. I, I'm on the same page as you. I'm not, like, I'm also just there to sleep and watch Ghost Adventures, but there's always one <laughs> night... I don't watch ghost adventures. You know, this. No, you, you should know me well. Enough. <laughs> uh, but I do watch sports and that's most of the time. What I do is I come home and throw on whatever sports on TV and that's what I'll do. Um, but there is a, like, there's always a night or two where I'm in my hotel room for an extended period of time. Hmm. And because that's how this might be on there. So I won't ask too much, but like what's your average stay when you travel for work? that is on here okay so Um, we'll get to that uh my uh, there's always a night where i um am by myself and i don't want to go back to a crappy like uh the hotel we stayed at for the wedding a couple weeks ago that is far under the standard what i would expect for like a work hotel Mm -hmm. okay gotcha um so yeah, that next question was like, you know, how long are your typical work trips when you go? Anywhere from three days to five days. Okay. Um, I so way back, um, again, my first job, I traveled all the time. I was on the yeah. road probably once a month. Um, and that was always almost consistently always 
uh, either Monday morning to Thursday night or Sunday night to Thursday night. Um, and then you'd get Friday off, which is nice, but, um, that was pretty consistently. Um, I know a lot of like the consultants that I worked with would do that same routine of Monday morning to Thursday night. They're on, on site, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then fly home, uh, Thursday night. So that's pretty standard. Um, I think the longest I've been on a work trip is, well, it's kind of cheating. Technically, the longest I've been on a work trip is tw- is two weeks, but I had just moved to Kansas City and flew back to Kalamazoo to go to training. So it was like, okay. yeah, technically I'm on a work trip, but I also just left here like three weeks ago. So it's not like, right. uh, but so other than that, I was on a work trip for 10 days in Atlanta. Uh, oh, wow. Which was, it was too much. That 10 days was yeah. too much, but uh, okay. that was the longest. How yeah. about you? So mine was only like three nights. It wasn't that long um, for my longest. Um, I didn't I didn't get to travel much for work at my old job. Mm-hmm. Um, and my new job, a little different. Um, I'll explain that in a second. But my old job, um, I would only go for, like, I went once for an event for a huge leadership summit. And then uh, that was a three-day one. Then I went down to our distribution center. One time it was two nights. Um, another time it was just overnight, went down there, saw some stuff, slept, got mm-hmm. up the next day, audited a pallet, and then went home. Like, so it was very quick trips. Um, I did go to Kansas City once uh, for work to uh, meet a, um, a manufacturer, and they do a whole training of their product and all that for, for our company. So I did that for, I think that was two nights. Did you get barbecue while um, you were down there? Did we get barbecue? We did not. What? Yeah, they already had dinners planned out and stuff for us. And they so. didn't bring you barbecue? No, they didn't. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So with that, it was, you know, just a couple of days here and there. It wasn't like travel wasn't a huge thing for me at my old job. It wasn't ever really in the cards. Um, for this new job that I'm in, um, one of the positions I've taken on is um, basically like show planning. So like, my company is a food manufacturer mm-hmm. um, and going doing like food expos and food shows. So I've taken on planning those. Yeah. Trade shows. Um, so we have one in September that I actually cannot go to because of a wedding, but I would have been there Sunday through Sunday, like yeah. full week. Yep. Um, and then there's one in Anaheim in March. That's would be Sunday to Sunday. Um, that's part of when I, for Thermo Fisher, I would do that for medical conferences. The same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I would go and work the booth and set up the booth and do all yep. that. And there, those conferences are ridiculously long for no reason. Right. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So as far as you know, how long we're there? Yeah, I think three. About three days is probably pretty typical of a of a work trip for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um. And the last question she has, uh, and then I have one after that is. Eating, she said, eating, do you bring food or do you expect to eat out? How do you approach eating when you're traveling? This is probably... Eating lobster every every night? This is probably an unfair answer. Uh, I expense every meal and I, like, expect to. Uh, It's... I was 100% spoiled at 
you know, from my first job, I got a corporate credit card when I was like 22. And they were basically like one time I put a second drink on my corporate credit card and went over my per diem by like $10. And my marketing director laughed at me. He's like, you only went over $10. Uh, so I was, I was pretty spoiled. Um, I, I will eat out just about every meal. Now, from a health conscious standpoint, <laughs> that is terrible. It's terrible. Like uh, yeah. in, in Chicago, the only restaurant in the hotel was this like decadent Italian restaurant. Like I got chicken parm uh, for dinner one night and it was like the thickest breading and cheese you've ever seen in your entire life. Like it not not healthy at all. Very expensive, but not healthy at all. Um, and so if you're looking from a health perspective, packing meals is not a terrible idea or trying to find like around here, we have like salad places, like fancy salad places. And, uh, you could look for places like that around your hotel. Um, so that's, uh, that's where I stand on that. But I, if I'm traveling for work and this kind of goes back to if I would book overtime, if I'm out of my house because of my company, I expect them to compensate my meals and travel and time all of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't know if she has like a corporate card or if she's, you know, paying for it and then they're reimbursing. Right. Um but in your mindset or in ever have you been like given a budget like you can't spend more than X amount on a meal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um especially so Thermo Fisher was really strict, but only when I was in sales because I was buying meals for physicians. Right. So every meal that went on my corporate credit card was, was expensed differently because it had to be checked by the government and all this stuff. Uh, both my, uh, there in my last job had, I think $45 per meal. Okay. Um, yeah, $45 per meal. Mm. Okay something around that. So around then, if that makes sense around that. Um, Oh, I take it back. It was $45 a day. It was $45 a day, not per meal, but the work would always buy, like it would be like, Hey, we're going to go out to lunch together and I'm going to expense this through like a different budget. And then your personal expense budget you can have for dinner. So that's 45, that kind of thing. So, uh, it was yeah. technically $45 a day, but neither company, if I was just buying food for myself, neither company was super strict about if you spend over right. this, you're going to blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. And I think we were in a different, um, different place because I mean, we worked for corporate offices, you and yes. I did, right? Like headquarters of company. Correct. Like fortune, fortune 500 for companies <laughs> that if I, even if I had, a hundred dollars a day, I still probably wouldn't put a dent in the overall food budget, right. food and travel budget for uh my de- my department, let alone the company. So right, where you know Bailey probably is in a maybe a little different yeah. scenario where she's working for a retail store, you know, and she's probably got like a district budget. Yeah. Um. But overall, yeah, food expense that shit like, always. If you always this might put a. Do we have more questions or can I? put a little hey, button a on this. More, okay. but... I'll put a button on the end, but basically I am big. And as I've gotten older and had kids, I am big on if you're doing anything, not for your own personal 
benefit, somebody better be paying for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just be be cautious of what you're eating here and there. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, maybe not steak and lobster every night. No, but. I I actually, I, I think both places probably used the similar template for traveling expenses. It was like 35 for dinners and 20 for lunch. But that $40, yeah. $45 per meal, I mean, because meals are expensive now, but like $45 for dinner is probably about right. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have two questions left. Um, alcohol. Yep. Uh, I drinks. Was that something that you would do on a company's dime? One drink with dinner. Yes. Okay. Second drink after it goes on my card. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. always been my rule of thumb. Um, so if I have a beer with my dinner that goes on the, the dinner tab that gets all expense through dinner. Right because it'd be the same if I'm buying a $4 diet Coke because it's all, you know, um, but if I have another drink after that, then it, then it goes on my card. Um, most of the time, because I'm at that per diem limit and I don't want to push it, but like, um, I have been able to be flexible. Um, and when you're in those big group settings, it's a little bit different because it's very, uh, especially at sales conferences, like somebody walks in and puts like a, a head honcho puts down a credit card and yeah. then you don't have to pay for anything. All bets are off. Yeah. And then yeah. you don't have to pay for anything the rest of the night and get the extra fries and all the drinks you want. And it's all good. Yeah. Uh, but like when I was alone in the, ho- in the hotel, I was watching a basketball game and I had my dinner and then I cashed that out. And then I got a whiskey which is like a $15 drink, which is stupid because hotels are yeah. dumb about that. But, um, I, and then I put that on my own card because yeah, that's half my per diem in a, in a dr- one single drink, which would be ridiculous. So, right. Absolutely. And I would agree. Right. Like if you're by yourself, maybe one drink during dinner, if you're in a giant group and you know, people are buying drinks left and right and doing yep. whatever, then that's usually yep. a good sign that somebody else in the company is paying for that. Yes. And- Good, good on you. I got two rules of thumbs when it comes to eating. And one, it's one is the reason I drink whiskey. Now, uh, if you are traveling for work for the first time, if you're traveling for work and you're unsure of what the etiquette is, if you're traveling for mimic your boss. Yeah, that's number one. Mimic your boss. I had, when I was an intern, it was the first time I ever traveled. One of my, uh, management professors, like just order whatever your boss orders and go from there. Well, my boss drank bourbon. And that's what yeah. he did. And the first time we went out to dinner, he ordered bourbon and I just said, I'll have what he's having. And now here I am having a podcast and a bourbon, but right. it's that, it's that, that is a, it's really good advice. And I would say always follow. If you're nervous about what's happening or what's going on, just follow your boss, whatever your boss is yeah. doing. Uh, if they're having a second glass of wine with dinner, feel free to have your second drink, second beer, second yeah. whiskey, second wine. Go ahead. If you see them being a little bit like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe I'll pull up my other credit card. Do the same. That's, yeah. Uh, so that that's my general rule of thumb with that. Um, and just generally go with the flow. Don't be the outlier. That's the the right. one thing I would say. I know that's kind of lame, but like when you're in those settings and you don't ever want to be stuck with like, uh, wow, they were being so blah 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 last night, right? So let right. just go with the flow. Be, do what the group yeah. does go from there yeah and if you're going by yourself 
um, speak to your manager, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm heading off. What are my limits? What can I do? Like, should I be hitting X, Y, Z? Yeah. Should I be, you know, staying within this budget? Just so you have an idea. So you don't look bad. They don't look bad. Um, and everybody's on the same level playing field with that. This is one of those places it's not better to ask forgiveness and permission. Like, yeah. <laughs> because I, I mean, in some companies, I have no problem saying this. Some, some companies are shitty and some companies will like make you pay for your entire trip because they are, there's alcohol on your credit card and they don't pay for alcohol. Whatever like stupid rules like that, just get it all cleared up first. Just totally. and ask pointed questions. You know, how much can I spend on meals? How much can I have alcohol on this? Can I not? Like, I just ask pointed questions because that's the only way you're gonna get the right answers. Yeah, absolutely. And then always bring the right attire. I would say yes. Or you never know what you're gonna be doing. Uh, my niece Bailey, she works in a retail store. She needs to dress comfortably. You and I go to business conferences. We need to dress. Decently, like you know, yeah. and button ups and whatnot. Button ups, polos, nice pants, no holes. Have, always have a couple uh, lax outfits for those evenings. Yes, I um, agree. Overall, how do you feel about traveling for work? I like it. Um, I from the beginning. So part of the reason I took the internship is because they're like, Hey, you get to travel. I'm like, that's really neat. I'm 21 years old and going to get paid yeah. to fly across the country. That's really cool. Uh, and then I got really sick of it because I traveled yeah. so much. Uh, right. and I mean, you find out eventually, but, uh, uh, room service sucks. It's not good food. <laughs> and, and when you're sitting by your, like some, when you're going to big conferences and spending time with people, it's fun. But when you're going to like a trade show by yourself, and it's done at three o'clock and then you go back to your hotel room and you're sitting there answering emails and watching the same crappy television. Uh, thank God Marriott put in Netflix on their TVs because without that, I'd never would have survived. Um, right. but I got to a point where I was like, I, I would rather just be home. I'd rather be home. Yeah, um, absolutely. and then I didn't travel for years. Yeah. And I was like, man, I miss it. So my last job going to Chicago was a nice little balance. Um, but it changed when I had Ben because I didn't travel or I traveled when I didn't have a kid and I could, I mean, I could be gone. My cat survived. I could be gone weeks right. and they, my cat survived with Ben. It's twofold. One, I feel bad because now Katie's the only person taking care of him. And like, that's a lot. And now we're about yeah. to have a second kid and that's going to be even worse. Um, on the other, it, the other part is like, I missed him like crazy when I was in Chicago, yeah. it was nutty. I I went for a whole week and I was ready to never go back to Chicago after that. Yeah. I was like, I, I missed him. I missed him like crazy. It was nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it, um, overall, I like it every now and again, it would be more. F- the other un- thing nobody ever tells you about like traveling for work is they send you to places that sound cool. And then you never see the in- outside of either a convention yeah. hall or a hotel. Right. They're like, Hey, we're going to go to Orlando. And you're like, sweet. Are we going to go to Disney? We're going to go to universal. And they're like, no, we're going to go to this one hotel room and we're going to sit in a conference room for four hours a day or eight hours a day, four days a week. And then we're going to leave. Right. Like, yeah. What was the point of this? Why did we go here? <laughs> We could have done this in Indiana. Yeah. 
Save the money. Send us to somewhere that it doesn't cost anything because we're not going to leave. And that's uh, that's the dirty little secret about traveling for work is like the first time is exciting. Uh, and yes, it, you're always like excited and ready to go. And then the magic wears off very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would agree with that. But um, to but put a whole button on this, I'm going to reiterate yeah. it. If you leave your house or your regular work schedule for work. Work should pay for everything at the minute you leave your house. Absolutely. Mileage. Mileage. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I guess that is gas. Ga- <laughs> is gas mileage. mileage <laughs> but if you're driving a mileage, I, I, yeah. the minute I left that, I actually, um, because F, F big corporations just in general, but, uh, I would actually drive the Jeep down to almost no gas and wait for me to leave and then fill it up the minute I left because the minute you get on the road, boom, corporate credit cards filling up the gas because, but like it's, that's how it should be. The minute you leave your house, the minute that you are doing something out of your ordinary work schedule for work, work should be paying for it. You absolutely, you deserve it. You're worth it. They trust you enough to do this, which is great, but they should compensate you for that trust. Absolutely. Your time, everything you do, your food, whatever it may be, you work for them and they should be supplying you with the needs and uh, the means to do so. 100%. Awesome. Well, this was great. Uh, Thank you for your your wise uh, answers, your wisdom, your travel experience. You're welcome. Uh, If you don't like traveling for a small company, just go sell out and get a job at a big corporate headquarters. They'll pay for anything. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get out of here, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Um, if you haven't already, go give us a subscribe, uh, a rate, a follow. That would be tight as hell. Um, we appreciate you all so much. And thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. And hey, if you haven't followed us yet, go follow us. What are you doing? We're at Big Dad Energy Pod. What are you doing? We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go follow us there uh, and uh, interact with us once in a while. Um, we've just actually, last week's episode had a very cute photo on there. If you didn't see it, Did. you're missing out. Uh, it was very great. So go follow us there. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. We are creeping up on episode 100. Joe and I promise we're going to do something for it. Uh, uh, it's going to be great. Joe, Katie suggested that you come over and help paint the baby's room for episode 100. So. That's, interesting yeah. we just set up a mic and just talk for and just two talk hours. while we paint <laughs> long form long form podcast there's an idea so we'll do something we'll have some kind of content for yeah. you guys for episode 100 so thank you guys for sticking with us for so long we appreciate it i'm jerry schmansky i'm joe lopez remember pick your tongue twice before you use them This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.